if you feel that you're deserving of Hashem's kindness, then you give to other people just what you have extra. But if you feel that whatever you're receiving is a gift from Hashem, and you feel undeserving of Hashem's kindness, so then when you give to others, you give from deeper. You put your whole self into, uh, into your giving. And specifically, the ever spoke about sharing chassidus, and how important it is to fulfill the first mitzvah of the Torah, be fruitful and multiply, and one chassid should create a second chassid. And never addressed also the claim that people have that this isn't part of Torah. Never said that if you say that this isn't part of Torah, then you're, it's like someone who says that one thing that Moshe Rabbeinu said, uh, he said by himself, Moshe Rabbeinu made it up. If you say that Moshe Rabbeinu said something by himself, what does the Ramam say? That he's a heretic. So if you imagine if you say a whole segment of Torah is not Torah, God forbid, that's, that's the same kind of thing. So in that context, that begins the next segment of the Febrain. Um Okay. Um, In continuation of what we discussed earlier, that the inner dimension of Torah is a part of Torah. Just like if someone says, the Moshe, if Moshe Rabbeinu, um, if you say that one verse of Torah, Moshe said it by himself, or one letter of Torah, Moshe said it by himself, Maimonides says, you are someone who, who denies the whole Torah. And you're described as a nikachul, you're called a heretic. So too, if someone acknowledges that every part of Torah is Torah, but he says, but one segment of Torah, it's not Torah, he also gets the same title. Some people get scared by this kind of talk. They say, hey, one second, aren't there great people? Aren't there amazing people who said the same? Why are you saying that this is um, heretical? It, aren't the great um, Chachamim who said that this isn't, isn't part of Torah? Why are you why are you giving people such such titles when um, including included in the um, those who who um, included in those who um, uh, denied this is the, that this is a part of Torah are great Torah scholars? The response is the minor was the answer is. The answer for this will be clarified as other similar questions can be clarified from the exoteric part of Torah. In other words, I'm not going to respond to that question, page Memches. I'm not going to respond to this from just from the inner dimension of Torah. I'm going to clarify the response to this from just from looking at things from the exoteric part of Torah, from the revealed part of Torah, from Halacha, from Shulchanarach, from Gemara. Let's first practice something. Everyone agrees today, there is no argument that you cannot say that a God is physical. The physical and the creator of the world are two opposites. If someone were today to say that when it says in the Torah, God's hand, if it says in the Torah, God's eyes, or it says in the Torah, under his legs, if someone would explain that in a literal sense, he's denying the oneness of Hashem. He's, he's going against the whole belief in God's oneness. God's oneness is not like the body. The body is made up of different components. 
If there were many gods, then we could talk about many bodies, many different how they're divided. This is this god is here and that god is there. If God was had a body, then there would be a beginning to God and an end to God. If God has a beginning and an end, if his body has a beginning and an end, that means also his power has a beginning and an end. So saying that God has a body, his body and power will be limited. If you have a body, that means you, that means your power is limited. Says Maimonides, since our, our God, his power has no limit. His power is not a physical bodily power. And because he is not a body, he, the things that happen to a body will not happen to him. You cannot describe God the same way you would a physical body and describe the events that happen to God the same way you would describe things that happen to a physical body because it's not, God does not have a body. And so because God is not divided in, in, as a physical body is in different parts, so God can only be one. So saying that God has a body is denying God's oneness. And conversely, understanding that God is beyond the physical body is an affirmation that you understand that God is one. He's not, some, he's not a composite of different components. So Imani says, Among the people that Maimonides clarifies as a heretic is someone who has a body. I'm sorry, someone who says that God has a body. But the Rav disagrees with the Rambam. Why does he call someone who says that God has a body a heretic? Many people who are greater than the Rambam, who are better than the Rambam, they had that thought based upon what they understood from the verses of the Torah. They thought that God had a body. So the Rambam says, why are you calling them heretics? It says in the Torah, there were people that misunderstood the Torah that way. So why can you, you cannot call them heretics. That's what the Ravid says. The Ravid disagrees with the Ramah and he says you cannot call them heretics. There were people who were greater than you and better than you, and they thought that way. The truth is, the Rebbe says, that both Maimonides and the Ravid are both correct. Since a Jew has to believe that our God is one, is not two. It is a mitzvah to know that God is one. As Maimonides says, knowing this is a mitzvah. As it says in the Torah, Hashem, our God, Hashem is one. So if you believe in something that that lends itself to the concept of, if you believe in something that that along that road will lead you to thinking that there is that there are many gods, that the, that the God is a composite of different parts, that God isn't one, so that's that's heretical, that's idolatry. Therefore, Manu says that someone believes that God has a body, that God has the shape of a body, the power of a body, and therefore God could be affected, just like a physical body. There's times you're tired, times you're more awake, and so this changes. So someone who believes that, says Maimonides, is a heretic because he's 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 believing in something which is the opposite of the true understanding of God's oneness. He's called the heretic. So what is the Ravid saying? How could the Ram and the Ravid both be right? 
Another story that Shmuel Munkus, right? Shmuel Munkus, he once uh, ate the kugel of the Alter Rebbe before Shabbos. And the Alter Rebbe's Rebbe was very upset. How could he eat our kugel? So um, she, she took him to the interior to the Alter Rebbe, and she said, hey, look what he did, he ate, he ate the kugel. So then the Alter Rebbe said to Shmuel, okay, that's her claim, her claim is you ate the kugel. What's your claim? How do you respond to that? I have no complaints. It's a, it's a great kugel. <laughs> but here the Rebbe says the Ram and the Raibid both have a point. What's the point of the I mean the Ram will understand the point of the Ram. What's the point of the Raibid? The Raibid seems to be saying saying that that it's okay to believe that and it's heretical. Mash the Raibid says people who are better and greater than the Ram had this thought. That's what they understood the verse of the Torah to mean. At that time, people didn't know. Many people did not know that believing that God has some kind of physical um, limitation is it, it denies that that brings you to deny God's oneness. They didn't realize how one equals two, or yeah, or two. They didn't realize how that thought equals two that that, that leads you to a fragmentation understanding God's oneness. They thought you could teach the Torah the way you teach it to a child. When you teach it to a child, what does a child think when you say the words, the eyes of God? The child thinks the eyes of God. When you tell a child the hand of God, he thinks the hand of God. So they thought it's possible to learn the Torah that way, and yet to still believe that God is one. They didn't see how one contradicted the other. They made a mistake. It was true, they made a mistake. It's, you can't, it is a contradiction to God's oneness. Saying that God has a body is a contradiction to God's oneness. However, they didn't see the contradiction. Therefore, you cannot call them heretics. Because they didn't, they didn't deny God's oneness. They didn't realize how this route leads to denying God's oneness. Halachically, you cannot go, can't determine something based upon what people think. A Jewish court doesn't know what a person thinks. A judge can only go by what he sees. A person can only see things with his eyes, and he cannot see what's going on in someone's heart. So if someone says something that's clearly heretical, then he is in the category of someone who denies God. But God sees the heart. So God understands. God sees. The reason people are saying this is because they don't understand a certain detail. They don't see how this concept equals two, equals Denying God's oneness, and the person who's saying this in his mind, in his thoughts, he is not saying something that's against God's oneness. And the way in his mind, in his physical mind, he has a way. He has a way to explain this. So it's it's correct to say that Hashem will not consider him a heretic. This guy. He has some erroneous thoughts in his mind. He's saying something which is the opposite of God's truth. However, in his mind, he's not. He thinks that he is saying something which affirms God's oneness. In his mind, it, it, he doesn't see a contradiction. So, if you're looking at what he says, it's heretical. Looking at what he's thinking, it's not heretical. So in the Jewish court, they, they, they look at what he's saying. In God's court, God looks at what he's thinking. What's, go, what's going on inside this person? However, once this, this concept has been clarified logically, meaning 
once the Ramam has already explained and clarified exactly how this is considered heretical. A child who doesn't, does not have intelligence is not demanded of anything. We don't demand anything from them. However, someone who's ready to become an adult and already, already has some intelligence, he has to invest in the Torah his whole mind as much as he, as much as he can understand Torah. The author of it says, how far do you have to go in your Torah study? To put your whole mind as much as you can understand the Torah, that's as much as your mind can reach. So, so then the, the Ravid's defense is no longer a defense. If the Ram has already clarified why this is heretical, and the Ravid agrees it's heretical, the Ravid agrees that saying that God has a body would mean that you don't believe in God's oneness. The Ravid agrees with that. So as after the Ram has already clarified this, if someone continues and says, no, I don't, I don't, I don't agree, and I think that God has a body. And he after understands it's, after he learned what the Ramam says, as much as his mind could understand, he'll realize it's, that, that that is a denial of God's oneness. And if he maintains that anyways, that's, that's a radical. Until the Ramam clarified, until people could see and, and, and understand how believing that God has a body is a contradiction to God's oneness, then believing that is radical. But once it's been clarified and established in a clear way that this is a radical, so if you maintain that position, you're a heretic. Again, a child is different. A child doesn't know any better. A child is different, therefore, a child, a child could have that perspective, and it's not, he's not considered a heretic. But someone's an adult and is able to learn, he has to learn the Ramam. He has to not know why you can't say God has a body. So the same thing is regarding Chassidus. But there is in previous generations. There are people who thought, you don't need Chassidus. People thought, not only is chassidus not a good thing, on the contrary, chassidus is a bad thing. They thought if you learn chassidus, it's going to pull you away from keeping tournaments. It wasn't considered something that was against um, belief in Torah. When people said that at that time, when they didn't know what chassidus was, so saying that this part of Torah is something which is dangerous, wasn't considered heresy. It's, it, it, at that time, it wasn't like you, saying a verse of Torah is not from God, it's from Mo- Moshe made it up. At that time, it wasn't like that. Their opposition was because they didn't know it was part of Torah. Therefore, they said, we don't want this. This is bad. At that time, what they said wasn't heresy. However, as the time has come, when Hasidus has become publicized throughout the entire world, and everyone agrees that it's part of Torah, the argument is not if it's part of Torah. The argument is, is, is this something that everyone needs to learn? Most people need to learn? Half the Jewish people and a minority needs to learn? Everyone agrees it's part of Torah now. No, no, no one denies that the Tanya is part of Torah. Everyone knows that Chassid is part of Torah. And logically, you can understand, you cannot understand the exoteric part of Torah without the inner part of Torah. Just like there is no, um, you can't have a body without a soul, 
So too, without the inner dimension of Torah, you can have the the the, the, the soul of Torah. You can have the, the body of Torah, the revealed parts of Torah. So someone has an opposition to chassidus, a section of Torah. It's a tantamount to denying the entire Torah. God forbid. It's a rebellion against the King of all kings, Hashem. And if you look at it more deeply, in a profound, in a subtle way, a very, in a very subtle way, the person who says that is not part of Torah is not only the, not only rebelling against God and a heretic, but he's also oh, what's machtin? He's also um, denying God's oneness. How is he denying God's oneness? How come the listeners just don't deny Israel? Chaim Gudiantiv. The Rebbe is saying basically so far The Rebbe is saying basically so far that although the Ravid defended people who believe that God had a body and God has a shape or whatever and he defends them and he says people were better than the and believed that and that was okay the Rebbe says that's, that was only true for a certain time it wasn't true once the Raman came to the scene in other words it was okay for someone to believe that God had a body because, without seeing how that contradicted God's oneness. You could, see, you could think that and not know how that contradicts God's oneness. But once the Ram has already clarified, I believe that God has a body means you also believe God has a, is a composite and, and, and it has parts and whatever. And therefore, God, it's a contradiction of God's oneness. If you embrace that thought now, now you're a heretic. Once the Mimanis has clarified it, you're a heretic. Before, you could say, I didn't know. How am I supposed to know? I didn't realize I, I thought it was. I didn't see. I didn't see the contradiction. But now that the Ram has clarified the contradiction, now it's something that everyone is, is expected to know. So, so too the Rebbe says it's expected of everyone to know that Hasidus is part of Torah because it's been publicized in the whole world. If someone who says Hasidus is not part of Torah, he is rebelling to the King of all Kings because it's part. It's clear. It's been it's been publicized in the original opposition against Hasidus. People didn't know what it was, so therefore you can't expect. So, so at that time it was like some believe that God had a body before Maimonides was clarified. But once it's been clarified, everyone knows it's part of Torah, saying it's not part of Torah, it's heretical. And now that it continues further and says, not only is it heretical, and it's something that is equal to, is equal to declaring that a verse of Torah, Moshe by himself, but, but more, saying that Hasidus is not part of Torah, in a, some very, very subtle way, is denying God's oneness. How so? Isa B'Zayar, says the Zohar, Tlas Kishin Inun Miskashin Dabadah. The Zohar says, there are three things that are bound with each other. Kuchabricho, Araisa, Yisrael. God, Torah, and Jewish people are bound with each other. The Kulu Darga Ha'al, Darga Sasim And they all have a revealed part and an inner part. That means the way to connect, for a Jew to connect to God, is through Torah. There are three things connected to each other. A Jewish people, with Torah, and Hashem. How does a Jew connect to God through Torah? When a Jew studies the exoteric, the revealed parts of Torah, he connects, so to speak, with the way Hashem has contracted his light, the way Hashem has contracted his light to, to a lower level. And when you learn the inner dimension of Torah, you connect to Hashem's infinity, to Hashem's inwardness. So if you separate the inner, dim- the inner dimension of Torah, from the revealed parts of Torah, and 
What are you really saying? If you say, I like the revealed parts of Torah, I like the Gemara Shachon Aruch, that's how I connect to God, and I don't like the inner dimension of Torah. What are you really saying? I like this part of God. The way I like the revealed part, the way Hashem is, in so to speak, in exoteric light. I don't like the inner light of Hashem. So Chas Hashem, you're separating between the inner light of Hashem and the, and the, and the lower light of Hashem. It's the opposite of what we say in, in every day, God is one. You're saying, I like this part and I like that part. You can't have a distinction between God's inner, infinite light and God's limited light that he has contracted, his exoteric, uh, revealed, manifest self. Let me just put this in perspective. There is a way Hashem's light is a source of creation. The ten utterances that animate and vivify and create everything in the world. Then there is God's infinity, which is beyond creation. If someone says, I like the revealed parts of Torah, and, and what does the Zohar say? When you study Torah, what happens? You connect to Hashem. When you study the revealed parts of Torah, what are you connecting to? The light of Hashem, the way Hashem's light is contracted to be a source for creation. When you study the inner dimension of Torah, what are you connecting to? You're connecting to the inner, innermost light of Hashem, the infinite light of Hashem. So if you say, I like this part, not that part, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're so to speak, um, talking about God too. You're saying, I like this, the way Hashem is manifest. I don't like the way Hashem is infinite. You're dividing God, so to speak. So it comes out, someone who makes a distinction and says, I like this part of Torah, not that part of Torah, and I don't believe in this part of Torah, he is, in this very subtle way, also also looking at God in a different way. He's also saying, like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't like this, the way Hashem's light is in, in, infinite. That, that's not for me. Elamai. Let me just conclude this in, in English. So what is what is the claim that people could possibly have? The claim is there are great people that don't know this. There's a great, there are great people that don't know this. That's their claim. So Rebbe says, a gewaldik rachmanus. It's a such rachmanus on them. Why? Never, they never saw light in their life. This expression, this is, a, is, is from the Mishnah. Mishnah talks about people who never saw light, if they were allowed to say a bracha. Um, um, if, they never, if someone never saw light in their life, are they allowed to say the bracha that God gives, opens the eyes of the blind? Are they allowed to say that bracha? So, so, so the different opinions about blind people, the Gemara says that uh, if someone is, 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 even a blind people benefits, even a blind person benefits from light because other people can see him and help them. Like the, the Gemara says a story about this blind person who was carrying a lantern with him, and someone asked him, why are you carrying a lantern? You can't see. He said, people could see me. But someone who's never saw light, there's an opinion of the Gemara, they cannot say that bracha. So Rebbe says, uh, in a spiritual way, there are great people, there are great, great people, but it's Rachmanus, they never saw light in their life. And, sin, and since this is true, that it's Rachmanus on them, wow, poor people, it's a mitzvah on every single Jew to give them light with a luminary in Torah, to explain the necessity of turning the Chassidus and how without Chassidus um, you may be a kosher Jew you could be a believer, a child of believer but you could live for 120 years with a mistake you could live for 120 years without knowing, without knowing the real meaning of God being one without knowing what it means that the Torah is one and automatically you don't know what is the true role of the Jewish people in this world so it's, a, it, it's true that, that, that it's not their fault whatever but it's Rachmanus and therefore you have to, they, they, they explain to them, yes, you could keep the Torah, you could be a believer, but you could live for 120 years without knowing the one, what, what it means that Hashem is one, without knowing what it means the Torah is one, without knowing what is the role of the one nation in this world. 
And we explain this to them with the bracha of Alter Rebbe for sure be successful. It's clear that everyone understands the necessity to learn the inner dimension of Torah and to learn the inner dimension of Torah and the whole world will be full of knowledge of Hashem. And when they have this recognition that there'll, and there'll be a unity between the inner dimension of Torah with the exoteric part of Torah and through this will be, there'll also be a connection between the inner part of ourselves, the inner part of our neshama with the exoteric part of ourselves. Because the inner part of a Jew is, 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 the, is the best thing that there is. It's instantaneous. That even while you're doing an Avera, that your innermost self is faithful to God. By there being a union in yourself between the inner part of yourself, your neshama, and your manifest down-to-earth self, through this will also be a unity between the innermost light of Hashem and the light of Hashem, which is the source of creation. And then there will also be the revelation of the Kates. Although Hashem hid the time when Mashiach will come, and nevertheless, it says in the Gemara, Hashem, libilakum legalia, there's some things in your heart that you can't express in your words. Nevertheless, when we connect the innermost with the exoteric in ourselves, this will also cause that Hashem's kates, the time of the coming Mashiach, will be revealed, and the kates will come down to this world, and automatically will have the Gula Mitzvah Shlema, the Mashiach Zakedim Hevi Amen. Amen.